Amen. Amen. I bid you all say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, a great privilege for us to gather together. Uh, it is wonderful fellowship uh, with our Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. Amen. And uh, we trust that the Lord will keep the saints everywhere you are saints as we begin to stream this service. Uh, we understand that we are sent back to streaming because uh, the religious gatherings are also uh, prohibited somehow by the government. Nevertheless, the Lord is still good to us today if we can be able to gather uh, in this particular fashion to bring glory to His name. Amen. So, most importantly, we will just go straight to our subject so that we can have our short service, uh, short fellowship service. Amen. Amen. Uh, without a waste of time, I'd like us to attend to scripture. And then I'm going to use the scripture for our text today. Hebrews, uh, rather, uh, 1 Corinthians 11. <coughs> 1 Corinthians 11 and Matthew 25. I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 11. And I'm going to start from verse 23 as the... I'm going to start from verse 23. And I hope you will follow me at home uh, with this wonderful subject that we will go through today. I believe this is one of those subjects that needs to be heard by every elect and everyone who claims to be in the bright body of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe as this uh, message helped me, and I believe it can help anyone else again at this time. So we're going to talk about a Bima moment with God, a personal Bima moment with God, rather a time of judgment, a time of judgment. Scripture tells us not to judge. Everywhere in Scripture we are told not to judge. There's only one Scripture, and that's what we're going to read, where you are allowed to judge. And the scripture says, judge yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you judge yourself, then you won't be judged. What the greatest opportunity one can have. Right. And uh, I want you to realize also, it's not about judging yourself with the fact that you are drinking, committing adultery, fornication, you are swearing, you are smoking, you are doing all these kind of things. It's how is your relationship with Christ. But in an indirect format with your brother and your sister. I want to say this because uh, we have seen how in the time that you are living in, 
And as the Lord has also prophesied in the book of Matthew 24, because this subject is very, very big, needs to start from Matthew 23, and then we need to, to end in Matthew 26. That because the love of many shall wax cold, certain brothers will backbite other brothers. You understand? Amen. They will betray one another. Now, the, the issue of betrayal, you may actually think of it differently. And this scripture that we want to read, I want us to understand that it puts a platform where you are, you yourself personally are in front of the throne of judgment. And you are given that opportunity every time you come to church. Every time there's an assembly or the gathering of the saints, that's why the scripture says, do not ignore, do not despise the gathering of the saints. You need to be in the gathering, we need to have church. We understand that uh, it does not appear to be understood by a government though. But it is very important that we should uh, understand the subject. Let's read the scripture and understand where it takes us. Because when you, when you, when you uh, uh, participate in communion, you're participating in the most important thing. Where you saying that I take part with Christ at the cross, I take part with what he stands for, and I am having a good relationship with him and everyone he represents. That's what it means. Now I want you to see what the scripture says because it's gonna it's gonna show us that some among you are sick, some are even dying. Because they did not descend the Lord's body. And when you go to our scripture, realize Jesus saying, what you did to these little ones, you have done it to me. So we have got people who said they served the Lord. And they hate their brothers. They propagate hatred and separation between brotherhood and saints. That is the most dangerous thing that one can ever do. It is, it is horrible to see. Because the bride cannot persecute the bride. You just have to believe me on that one. An elect cannot persecute an elect. When we see persecutions, we know there's two. You see, there's an enemy of the church. The scripture said that the serpent will come to bruise the heel of an elect. Mm. So therefore, we need to, to think about that. The scripture says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is, which, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
And after the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye, and as often as ye drink, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do shew the Lord's death till he comes. I want you to understand what does it show. It shows the Lord's death till he comes. Do you understand that? Amen. Now, it speaks when you take this, when you eat the bread, when you take the wine, this is the fellowship. We are taught by the prophet that this is a fellowship. It's communion. It's a fellowship. So it does not only happen when one have a communion service. But every time when we are in a service, in a church service, in a congregation service, in an assembly of the believers where the word of God is shared, the bread of life is broken. Amen. It's a communion. Yeah. You do shew the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. So that is the testimony that you show. And this is the testimony of the saints. That we need to understand what we stand for in Christ Jesus. It is painful, saints, because we will read what the scripture says. Because I know, mostly in a message, we see great separation in small groups, circled with a hard rock. So that nobody goes out or nobody comes in. Unless that particular person has been broken from another fellowship. It is very, very sad to realize this in the time that you are living in. The brothers feel so good not to be in good terms with the brother. And they would do nothing to fix it. You know, if you can feel like I don't want to be around a particular brother or when somebody speaks of the name of the brother and you feel strange, you should know you are not part of the elect. Now, put yourself in judgment, sister, brother, because this is a great moment for you and me to know where we stand in the Lord. You may stand right in your church with your pastor who's teaching you indifferences. Who's teaching you to hate other brothers. Who's teaching you to leave your church and join his church because he thinks that his church is better than your church. Who teaches you that any other person in a message is wrong and that he's the only one who's right. Who teaches you that other people are supposed to be despised just because they are not in your group. Because he has forsaken. He cannot descend the Lord's body. The truth is your pastor did not save you. He's not the one who died for you. He may be the one he used to bring you. But he didn't die for you. And be careful he may not have entered. But he stood at the door hindering you to enter. Just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We are living in a horrible time. 
but it will be a precious time for the bride. But you and, you and me needs to account on this. This is very, very important and I want us to read further what the scripture says. Because sometimes we think we came to church here. No, we are coming here to do what? To wait to meet the Lord. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's the business. It has got nothing to do with my relationship and your pastor's relationship. Amen. And it has got nothing to do with anybody's relationship because our relationship, I don't care in whose church you are in. If you are a brethren, our relationship needs to be great. Amen. The scripture tells us that we don't have enemies. That's how the prophet declared it to us. The bride don't have enemies. The bride does not curse. He blesses and keeps quiet. Now we have a group of churches local gangsterism who has come to bring hatred among the saints propagated with a bad heart a hard heart again that's the trouble we're facing we need to deal with this may the lord really help us i don't care where the church that man attends the church I don't care where the person is. The scripture says, ensure that you are in good terms with everyone. Do we remember that church? Amen. It says that. We have to be in good terms with everyone. Now, listen to what he says, 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. And then I want you to realize what is unworthily. It's not because you are drinking, you are smoking, you are doing all those kind of things. Shall be guilty of the body. Guilty of what? The body. Uh-huh. Meaning that the church of the Lord is the bride. Shall be guilty of betraying the body. You, you are a betrayer if you drink and you eat unworthily. You shall be guilty of the body. And the blood of the Lord. Now, listen to what he says. But let a man examine himself. <laughs> Where examine here? It means to scrutinize, to see whether things is genuine or not. It is to approve. To test, to descend. That's what the word examine means. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. I think we realize why there is so much death in the message. Because they eat the communion right. Yes. But unworthily. Yes. Communion is eaten right in the message. Unworthily. We know the time of eating communion. Not in the morning. Not during the day. But it's a supper of the Lord. We know what to eat during communion. The bread without leaven, right? Mm -hmm. We know what to drink. A wine, a kosher wine, not juice. 
and all these kind of things. But the condition of eating yeah. is a problem. Yeah. Amen. A brother told, tells me that, you know, uh, I asked my pastor to invite you to our wedding, pastor. And uh, my pastor chose not to do it. Uh, but I tried. Now, I don't know, my brother. I love you, my precious brother. I don't know how do you continue to follow such person no. as your pastor. He failed the test of being worthy of the gospel. No. He may have not committed fornication. He may have not drank, be, be, be a, a drunkard. He may have not been a prostitute whatsoever, but he failed the test. What he did, he did it to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord help us. Amen. Let me just take you further. You know, you know, people of God, we need to understand. We need to start now understanding that you can't have beefs with people. You can't have unresolved matters and issues. No grudges, no nothing. It just has to be clear with everyone. I mean everyone. That's what the Lord Especially them of the house of God. Yeah. Especially those. And, and you, you think of it. People will be rewarded for being in good terms with the elect. Mm -hmm. That's why not being in good terms with the elect set you unworthy. Amen. So the scripture says you have an opportunity to examine yourself. Mm -hmm. Why do you have to examine yourself? Because there is a throne in front of you. Mm -hmm. The scripture says now the judgment has begun. In the house of God. Now you go to church. Think of it. The poor pastor is preaching. And he believes he's preaching powerful. And yet there is a brother. Who does not even know. Why are you having. A, an unresolved issue with. Why do you even hate. This particular brother. What did he do. And then you. Did, you, you lie to yourself. That you are fine. That's what we are in the message. I wish God can help us. That when we know that we have an issue or a name when it is called, you don't feel right. Or if the particular name or the particular uh, 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 call can come on your phone, you would think like not answering this call. My brother, my sister, you have failed the test of being worthy of the body and the blood of the Lord. He says, but let a man examine himself. So let, let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. And many are asleep, meaning dead. For if we would what? Judge ourselves. We should not be judged. 
Oh goodness gracious me. You understand the bima moment that you should have every time. Even before you go to your closet to pray, there must come this particular bima moment. I tell you, you can't go to prayer and leave your brother under a grudge or unresolved matter. Having a trouble with a brother. Hating and not having a good relationship. Having a problem with a brother. It is a serious trouble. Have that beam moment. That's why the scripture says, when we pray, we shall say, our father. You can't pray alone and leave your brother out of the prayer. If you understand what prayer is. And that's the trouble we're having today. That's why we see many prayers who, which are not successful. Why? It's because it is not understood. That you can't claim to be right with God that you do not know. When you are not right with men that you can see. Amen. So Jesus is telling us, if you want to be right with me, be right with them. Do you realize that Paul, he left Jerusalem and go to Damascus. The church, he left the church in Jerusalem and went to Damascus. To persecute the church that was in Damascus. When he met the Lord. And the Lord claimed that those people represented him. Yeah. My brother, let me just tell you the truth. You do not know my relationship with God. Amen. Neither do I know anyone's relationship with God. Because I do not know your relationship in the closet. What have you fixed with the Lord? Amen. But I tell you, there is nothing we can fix with the Lord if you did not fix with the brother. Amen. Don't lie to yourself because your prayer is without. Because you can't bring unworthy prayer to the Lord. It's a person who tries to pray hating a brother, having a trouble with a brother, and he cannot fix it. If your life is not right with the brother, fix it. All what they are, we are looking at in a message here, we want to make people worthy because they wear a long dress. We want to make them worthy because they cut their hair. They don't wear short pants. Is your life worthy of the gospel? Are you right with Christ and his little ones? The scripture says. Now, for this cause, verse 30, many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep. For if you would be, if you would judge yourself, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. Yeah. Are you seeing that now? Amen. Amen. That we should not be condemned with the world. It's two things. Is the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bema, or it is the white throne judgment. That's a choice that is put before you. Mm -hmm. So we understand the bima as the judgment seat, right? Amen. Or the pulpit where lives are examined. Mm. Are we getting there? Amen. Right? May the Lord help us. If you judge, if you are judged, the Lord has chastened you. And then you must see it in the book of Revelation chapter Three, 
He whom I love, I rebuke and chasten. You remember the scripture? He whom I love, I do what? I rebuke and chasten. It will be zealous therefore and repent. Why does he speak like this? Because it seems that the church continues without judgment. And then if the church continues without judgment, it means, oh my, the church has to be judged with the world. Mm. Otherwise, from judgment, I assume they now. I tell you, if you think your, your, your pastor loves you, who cannot tell you truth, he has already condemned you to the white throne judgment, where you will stand with sinners. For the scripture speaks that the righteous shall not stand with the sinners on judgment. Yeah. There's no way God will judge the righteous and the unrighteous at the same time, on the same platform. No, sir. That's why Abraham was asking the Lord, saying, Lord, I know you are a righteous God. Amen. You will not judge the righteous and the unrighteous. So will you destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if there's 50 of the righteous? God said, no. Will you destroy this? There's 45. God said, no, I will not. 40, 30, 20, 10, and Abraham stopped prayer. Because the cities had no righteous people among them. With the exception of Lord. A man who tormented himself. A man who has put his soul in torment. Just to be around the pleasures of Sodom. And many of us today. Our souls are tormented. Our souls are in pain. They cannot rest. We cannot have Happiness. That's why we have sicknesses that are not supposed to be on us. Mm -hmm. It's because we pass through judgment every day. But the transformation is not seen as a result. We need to be transformed. Listen to what he says. Wherefore, when you come together, brethren, do eat, tarry one for the another. If any man is hungry, let him eat at home. And then he come together, that he come not together unto condemnation. And the rest, Paul says, I will set in order when I come. Now, what we need to understand here is that there is an opportunity set before us as the people of God to judge ourselves. There's an opportunity that God is giving us to go through a judgment so that you are not just. The scripture says, when you stand praying, forgive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How painful that is. When you pray and you think like pray and say, God, destroy that brother. You see in the message the things that are spoken about brethren. How people are told to be seven seats and so forth. How pastors are spoken very, very undermined. 
And that's what we do. And people, as they begin to treat the body of the Lord, they are not aware that God himself is undermined. God himself is insulted. And this happens more in the message, more than anywhere else. Now God has bring them a challenge of COVID-19 Delta. They call it one beta. God has brought it to them so that they are forced to be infected and now have to believe divine healing. You don't have otherwise, you must believe divine healing. Otherwise, my brother is going to take you. Then you will understand you didn't have the Holy Ghost. Maybe as a good test to know when you don't have the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because COVID-19 proves if you have the Holy Ghost or not. Amen. We do know because the prophet said so. Amen. And it does not have to be interpreted by any educationalist of this message. Amen. That's why they don't preach it. They don't take it around. Amen. There is a brother in Zimbabwe, uh, Zambia rather, uh, Lusaka. He, he appears to be uh, a great preacher of the message. His name is Chesengela. You see, a very dangerous person who would go after the sheep of other pastors and back by those people to appear as the only right person. Sure. You would see him even on the Facebook here as he begins to uh, 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 appear clean and nice. The truth is he does not even teach the message. He does not understand the truth of the doctrine of the message. I feel sorry for the people who follow such kind of a snake. A backbiter. Because people don't know what we're dealing with here. And the scripture has already spoken in, the, in, in Second Peter about such kind of people. The other one came here by the name of Dominic from Umtata. Going around the people here. You don't call people like that. But they are betrayers. Amen. They come to mess up. And they will come and tell you whose people, who uh, that there's no pastor who, who has flock or people. The people that belong to the Lord. So if they belong to the Lord, go fetch them on the street. They belong to the Lord. Amen. So you wait for them that that pastor work hard to bring them to the Lord and then you call them the Lord's people. Where was the Lord when that brother was preaching hard on the street? They teach people to lose protocol. And because I am unfaithful to speak it. Amen. Because I know I am correcting apostolically a wrong act that is done by a person who calls himself a minister. But sending people apart, away from the true gospel, bring a detour and send people astray. So, they, you, you will hear when they talk in the message. You know, I like my pastor. This pastor has never mentioned uh, uh, 
a, a, a name of a person in Paul mentioned the names of people. <laughs> if you don't know, Amen. I am an apostle. Amen. For so in this function, I will mention a name of a betrayer when I see him. Amen. So that the people are aware. Because the people should not listen to anybody else but to him. He's the one who has got truth. Any other does not have. What about the fivefold ministry, my brother? What do you say about the fivefold? Because the fivefold ministry shall perfect the bride. Amen. Not Pastor So and So from, from Lusaka will only perfect the bride. I, I hit right where it is. I cannot beat around the bush here. You should know what I'm talking about. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to know what we're talking about. You can't bring division among the saints. The scripture says, mark them. So I am marking him among you so that you can know that Pastor Chesengile from Lusaka is a betrayer. He comes as a backbiter. When you see Dominic around there, a person says, I'm a brother Dominic, I'm from Imtata, you must run for your life. Yep. Tell that snake, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. The truth needs to come on the table. You see, they make themselves so, uh, he does not actually even mention the name of a person. He preached the gospel. What gospel is he preaching? Does he bring judgment to you? That's why you are not perfect today. You don't even have an understanding of the gospel because that person is still beating around the bush. He does not tell you straight truth. Blessed no. be the name of the Lord. Amen. Paul mentions them. Amen. And I can take you through all of them. Even Martin Luther was mentioning them. John Wesley was mentioning them. William Brennan mentioning them. And I mentioned them. Hallelujah. Mark them. The them that bring the visions. The Amen. scripture says. Because these people they think they are doing good to someone. When they feel uh, uh, important and accepted in the church. Glory to God. You may be accepted in the church, but where is the throne? And what will you say when you meet the Lord Jesus Christ on the oh, oh, oh my, not rather on the white throne judgment, on the judgment seat? And if you do not choose the judgment seat of Jesus Christ now, you go straight into the white throne judgment. You will never see the millennium. When you wake up, the sinners will be around you. Then you will know. The Russians will be behind with Jesus judging. Amen. For the Russians shall not stand. They shall not stand. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We need to understand these things. I heard this. I say this because I heard this. The ministers told me about this brother. The ministers in Zimbabwe, they told me, Hey, man, what about this brother? What happened? I said, Oh, some of uh, the members of our church just thought, okay, they, they have been taken by Lusaka, <laughs> a poison from Lusaka. Glory to God. I'm going to read a quote here from, from, from Brother Brian so that we can understand. Glory to God. Amen. Have a beamer moment with God. Is there a brother you have a problem with? Fix it with that brother. If the brother thought that I'm not teaching truth, why didn't he challenge me? Mm. Simple as that. Mm, yes, Go challenge the brother. 
Go challenge the brother. Let's see you have truth. Let's see if we have truth. Says, but you ought not to have anyone. Don't have to teach you saying, "Thou shall not commit adultery." Thou shall not swear and take. Uh, uh, you already know that. Your very conscious conscience of the Holy Spirit tells you it's wrong to do that. Are you getting that now? Mm-hmm. So that's not what we're going to teach you, because that 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 we, you should be having. I mean, I, I, I should. I know I should be speaking to people with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Right <clears throat> now, but now, as far as the scriptural teaching, it takes a Holy Ghost anointed. That's right, and God has set the church in order by apostles and prophets and gifts of healing and miracles and so forth. He set the church in order and put the teachers and so forth in there. To guide and direct his church. Are you getting that now? And this morning, as we said, Jesus over the earth as his body. And just as his body moves, it's just like a shadow reflecting to the earth. It will move with it. Just like when you move the shadow, the shadow moves with your body. Are you getting what I'm talking What the prophet is saying here? Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to understand what we deal with. Paragraph 24. He says here, Now, many people, the advantaged, uh, the advantaged people, believe that when a man dies, that he goes right into the grave and stays there, soul and body, and everything else, until resurrection. They call that soul sleeping. Well, that's all right. It's all right as long as they believe Jesus Christ and he is born again and one had them. But now, according to the scriptures, that when the person dies, if he's a Christian and he's born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, he will never have to stand in judgment of God. See, he goes straight to the presence of God. He will never have to be in judgment because he's already, you see, Mm. he's already judged. Mm. I don't have to stand for what Christ did for me. Are you getting what he says now? I don't have to stand for what? What Christ did for me. Mm. Now, I was a sinner, but Christ's judgment, yes, the full thing in a few ways. God said, the day you eat thereof, that day you will die. That settles it. Now, that's got to keep his weight. He can't do nothing else but keep his weight. Because he's God. You see, if he told you you'll die, then you'll have to die. Mm. Why? He has to keep his weight, right? Because he's God. Well, then he can't. Then you are separated from God. And then... You are born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. So when you are born, you are a sinner by nature. So there is nothing in the world you can do about it. 
Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? What I said yeah. to you on Sunday? There is nothing in the world you can do about it. There is nothing I could do to save myself or you to save yourself. If what Christ did for us in God or what God did for us in Christ, see, it isn't, well, whether I think this or I do this is whether he did that. Mm. You need to understand, you have passed through God. Now the Lord has to deal with the sin of, of Adam, which actually brought you here and gave you a nature of a sinner. So that when you are born again, you receive a new nature. Mm -hmm. And as a born again, therefore you need to go through judgment in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that now? You go through judgment and now you have to wait because their voice said, Paul and the rest of them will account. Mm -hmm. There's coming a time to account. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Now listen to this. Well now, we are in him. Then he stood God's judgment. He took the judgment in him being innocent from sin, knowing no sin, yet was made sin for us. So as long as you are in Christ, you are, you are free from judgment. What judgment is he talking about here? You are free from which judgment? From the White throne judgment. Mm. Are you seeing that? Mm. As long as you are in Christ, you are free from that main judgment. Mm. Now, in him, being innocent from sin, knowing no sin, yet was made sin for us. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. See? That's all. The blood that frees us. Now, the sinner never, the sinner has got to stand judgment. Mm. You see that? And there won't be but this judgment. It's just like a circle and a rainbow around the world of the blood of Christ. As long as you are in here, if God could look upon the earth in its condition tonight in any other way than through the blood of Christ, mm. it would destroy it in a second. Sure. If God can look at it mm. without seeing the blood of Christ, it, it would destroy this world in a second. Sure. He would have to. Certainly, he would have to. That's where the judgment is coming. Are you seeing it now? That's where the judgment is coming. Now, if or as long as a man's under here, no matter if, under what? Sure. Under here. Under the blood. A man is born again and is under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and is filled with the Holy Spirit. No matter if that man is a drunkard. Can, can, can I read it further? Listen Amen. to what he's saying. Amen. No matter if that man is a drunkard mm. or a gambler mm. and a horrible unbeliever, mm. the mercy of God still atones for him. Mm. Sure. And you are busy 
against the brother, backbiting, saying a lot of kind of things, Yo. bringing division among the brother, brethren. Yo. And then at a time, the Lord has atoned. Because mm. sometimes we think that the Lord thinks like we think. That's why the Lord said, if your brother have offended you, you must forgive him 490 times a day. Right? We need to understand this. So, so after this service, everyone has to be right with his brother. Mm. I don't care who. Relatives, your father, your mother, everyone who hurt you. In your life, you will have to fix it. Otherwise, you are not part of the elect. The elect will not have the beef with, the, with anybody, I tell you. Do you realize what 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 Paul what Paul did? <laughs> Paul he had to speak with Philemon. It was the letter to Philemon. It's not actually. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's not. It's not a. It's not a uh, one of the of the of the of, of the scriptures or of, of, of the letters of Paul, but it's just a personal letter. That Paul writes to Philemon concerning a brother. Because Paul knew Amen. if these brothers are still having a problem, oh. grudges with each other, oh. they won't both make it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, glory to God. So Paul had to send a brother. He asked him to, to work with him, <laughs> to, make, to make it worse. He asked Philemon to work with the brother who wronged him even before the brother believed. <laughs> well, now that they believe, then the brother knew that, oh, I have a problem with, uh, with, with, with Philemon. Paul wrote a letter because it was necessary. So that Onesimus can be in good terms with Philemon. Mm -hmm. So he said, accept him as a brother, work with him. Mm. If he had wronged thee or over thee ought, put dead on mine account. Paul says, rather put it on my account, I will pay you for the brother. Yeah. Because I don't want you to have a problem or a quarrel or a grudge or an offense with the brother. You have to fix it. So Onesimus had to, had to be sent to go work with Philemon. That's how Paul resolved it. Now, if you have a problem with the brother, they send you away from that brother. So that you can be alright being away from a brother. That's hatred. And he who is a murderer is the one who hated his brother. Mm -hmm. Amen. Think of it, we have a murderer as a preacher who's standing on a pulpit trying to preach righteousness and holiness and yet he's a murderer. A killer of his own brother. A devil personified on pulpit in the message. Oh. That's the problem that we have. We have divisions. 
We have grudges. We have got backbiting among the brethren. And yet the Lord has put a throne every Sunday, Wednesday, whatever the time is when we meet together. Think of it. They make even uh, conventions and so forth. They gather together so that they can actually hit on other brethren. And these people, they think, okay, we are clean because they try to please people with hatred. People who are not saved, who are burdened with sins. So that if you hate that pastor, I hate him too. I will follow your church. You can, don't come to our church. Go and join these lodges called churches in a message. They are not churches, they are lodges. Because if you have to come to church here, you will have to fix it with every brother. You will have to love every brother. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you have a problem with me, and I don't know, when will you tell me? Are you waiting for the judgment seat of Christ before the rapture? To try to fix that. And tell me, hey, brother, you did this to me, you did that to me. Goodness gracious me. Wake up, brother. Wake up. While there's yet more time. It is time for us to come back. Paul speaks to, to Philemon. And he writes for, for him this letter with his own hand. I want you to understand. That many of Paul's uh, 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 letters, epistles, he didn't write with his own hand. He wrote only the epistle of the Galatians with his own hand. Because Paul had a trouble with his eyes. Paul had to write this letter because he knew he has to take responsibility to reconcile the brethren. <laughs> to ensure that the brother is good with the brother. So if you are slothful, do you know a sloth? Yes. There's a, animal. an animal called a sloth. Mm. So if you are said to be lazy or slothful, you are actually typified by that animal. Mm. Do you understand that that animal, even if a fly can come and sit on its nose, in order to remove that, how lazy it is, that, that fly can even die and rot there and have eggs there until that thing removes that, that fly or that thing on his nose. It won't do it. It'd rather not do it. That's how slothful that thing is. So the Lord in the book of Matthew speaks of the, of the, of, of, of the servant that is slothful. I want you to understand, is his servant too? That's what I want us to understand. Is his servant, but he's a slothful servant. He is given a gift, but what he does worth it. You understand that? What he does worth it, that's the issue. That is the issue. That's why Paul, with his gift, ensured that the brethren are together. For Jesus said, Love one another, be one. For the world will know that I am sent of the Father. What testimony are you giving when you are actually separating and bring divisions of brotherhood? Because you think your group goes to the rapture. You are building a group. You are not bringing people into the body of Christ. 
Go on with your group, brother. Go on, pastor, apostle, whoever you are. Go on with your group. But I tell you, your group is your group. It's not the body of Christ. One of these days, you will see what you have done to the, to the poor people. Blind leave the blind, they shall both fall into the dish. Christ is not come to bring hatred here. Because Christ does not have that. The scripture says he was sent that the world is not condemned but saved by him. Mm. But he who does not believe him is condemned already. So how do you know they don't believe him? They don't believe the word. They would rather bring you a coat. Should be ashamed of themselves. Glory to God. Let me just read this coat and, and finish it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh my, hallelujah. Listen, listen, glory to God. 20 verse, uh, paragraph 29, what does he say? Now, if, or as long as a man's under here, no matter if the, the man is a drunkard or a gambler or a horrible unbeliever, the message of God still atones for him. And a woman, she might be ever what she might be, a prostitute or whatever, the blood of Jesus Christ still atones for her. But the minute that her soul leaves this body. Which body? <laughs> People of God, are you listening to this quote? Let me just read it and just leave it. Anybody will just listen to the prophet himself and get the interpretation. Because this does not need any interpretation. It's clear. Listen mm. what he says. As soon as... <laughs> The minute that her soul leaves this body and she goes beyond that, she passed over mercy into judgment. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you seeing that? You die, that one thing left for you. That's what scripture says. Every man is appointed once mm -hmm. to die and then the judgment. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand that. And then the judgment. So therefore, there is no way any of us that's why the scripture says we must all appear through the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Mm. And we must. So I'm asking you, if you have gone through a beamer in the church, many moments that the Lord has put before you in the church, you will survive the one, the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Amen. For you have passed all the tests. Now, those, these are the tests that you are given. Then the exam will be easy for you. Amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen to what he says. He says here, you judge yourself by the way you treat God's propitiation mm -hmm. there for your sins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see it now? Amen. See? Judge. You judge yourself. You don't judge him just enough to forgive you. See? If you think he will forgive you, confess your faults and he'll forgive you. He's talking about God. Then by one spirit notice, we are all baptized into? Oh, brother, tell me. If, when, when your church is so precious and all other churches are absolutely nothing, that's how, what you preach, this cycle of your Little thought church. What is wrong with you? 
We are all baptized into this body and not by the door of your church, but by Christ Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit, we are baptized. Amen. And I'm glad your church and your pastor or bishop or apostle, whatever it is, does not give the Holy Ghost. So he does not have a right to put me out of it. Amen. Or in. That's true. He just has to accept that I'm here. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing it now? Amen. Now listen to what he says. Glory to God. We are baptized into one body. And as the body was raised up by God, resurrected from the dead, justified, setting at his right hand in power and majesty in heaven. So them that are dead in Christ are in Christ, free from judgment, and will come forth in the resurrection. See that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want you to point out the judgment seat of Jesus Christ in all this. <laughs> Amen. I want you to listen to what he says and then think about that. Put that in your thought. Now, but when we die, now when we die now, we go directly into the presence of the Almighty God in a celestial body. If I would meet Brother Neville up there, amen, if we both die now, in an hour from now, I would meet him. I would say greetings, Brother Neville, talk to him, and I would shake his hand. He would, he's in a celestial body. He could talk to, to, to him. He would look just like he does there. It would look like I do, but we could talk to one another, but we couldn't touch one another because we haven't got any of the five senses to see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. See? But we would, amen, be immortal. We could see one another. We would live in the blessed realms by the altar of God. Don't you know John saw the souls under the altar crying? How long, Lord, how long to come back to the earth to be clothed upon? Amen. Then when Jesus, which is in us now, in the form of the Holy Ghost. You see it now? Jesus in us in what? In the form of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When his celestial body, the Holy Spirit returns with a glorified body, we will be glorified with him and in his likeness. See what I mean? That then it will shake, oh my, then I will shake his hand and say, here it is, brother never. Then we will eat. You see? Amen. Look, Jesus told his disciples, talking, uh, taking the, uh, their communion, he said, I will eat no more of the fruit of the vine until I eat it and drink it with you anew in my Father's kingdom. Amen. Are you seeing that now? Now, is that right? See, there it is. So, we, when we, when the dead dies, a justified person standing in the presence of God goes into his presence as an immortal being and lives in a blessed realms of peace until the day that returns back. Now, there was a time that the people didn't go into the presence of God when they died. They justified. That was in the Old Testament. 
they were into a place called paradise. And there the souls of the just waited in paradise. But paradise was a place where God kept the souls uh, in like a, a, a dreamland until the blood of Christ was shed. For the blood of bulls and goats would not take away sin. It only covered up sin, but Jesus' blood takes away sin. You notice that his, uh, when, when he died at Calvary and in, on his return, he brought out from the graves those that uh, the dead saints that had died under the atonement of the blood of bulls and goats and heifers and, and entered into the, the, the city and appeared unto many. How beautiful, the, how beautiful a picture. Oh, if we could paint it just a moment. Look at Jesus when he died. Here, as I have often said, I believe in the church here, there is a row here like. In here lives a mortal being. Are you seeing that? So we need to understand. We need to understand what the, what the, what the prophet is bringing to us as, his, as the people of God in the time. Uh, I, I, I will actually share this share this later. But let me just read this uh, paragraph 40 here. Because he, he actually said a lot of kind of wonderful things that, that people need to understand that we, how do we actually get to that glory and pass through judgment? Because people live as though everything's fine because I, I don't smoke. Now, I want you to realize, <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my. But let me just close with this. My time is up there. Let me just close with this. Do you remember the rich young ruler? The rich young ruler came to Jesus and then he said, Lord, what shall I do to what? To inherit eternal life, right? Mm. What shall I do? So the Lord told him what he must do. Mm. <laughs> and it was somehow very awkward and difficult to do because he was he left Jesus disappointed. Mm. When I give you a solution to a problem, you are disappointed. But I want you to realize, Jesus asked him questions. Do you know the law? Did you do these things? Thou shalt not smoke. Thou shalt not lie. <laughs> Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not. All the Ten Commandments the Lord laid it down. Just quoting these ones that we know. Thou shalt not wear a short pen. Thou shalt not wear a skirt. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not drink. Thou shalt not. These are our own now that somehow we have, we have brought up. This guy said, since I was born in a message. I did all. I did all these things. Since I was born in a message. You realize the brother did all these things. And yet. He did not descend the Lord's body. Mm. Are you seeing what I'm talking about, saints? <laughs> if you didn't hear what I said all the time, with all my noise here, just remember this. The brother, the rich young ruler, he's the rich young ruler. How do you understand? He was a ruler. He was rich and he was young. He did all of it. 
But he didn't understand that having eternal life, it would not take what he did. Mm-hmm. It would take what Christ did. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with us in a message. I'm born in a message. I've been here 50 years in a message. and all this. We have all these kind of quotes. All the credentials that we have. I've been a message for 25 years. I've, I've, I've been born in a message here. Born in a message. You are born in, your, in a hospital, man. <laughs> By your mom and dad. You're not born in a message. Stop talking that nonsense. When you are born by a pastor, you are not born in a message. You are not born a Pentecostal. You are born in sin. You need to depend and be converted so that your sins can be atoned. Amen. Now, listen to this. That's what we, we tell ourselves. This brother had credentials. I have been doing these things. But the brother did not descend the lost body. If he was doing all these things, but there's just one thing, he did not treat his brother Lazarus well. Do you realize Lazarus was a beggar? Mm. How was Lazarus a beggar at this brother's gate when this brother did all these things? Mm. I want you to check it in the message, please. How you are waiting well, and then you, you, you have all the church order in place, and yet there's a brother, there's a pastor, there's somebody out there that you hate. You have a problem, you don't greet your neighbors. You have unresolved issues. You have got problems. You are a backbiter, a gossiper. All you do is enjoy the fall of your brethren. When you hear the brother did this and fallen, lost this and so forth, it's a pleasure to you. You can't even pray and ask, oh God, please be merciful to our brother. I remember a certain brother, I would call his name too, but let me just leave him alone. A brother had a problem, and place to a brother had a problem, and he preached in the church. He was a preacher in Brother Owen's church here in Bluefoot. He preached in the church. He was happy that that brother was in an accident. Think of it. A brother behind the pulpit. That's why you think we cannot have all the hatred that we have here. Divisions. Separations. When the brother see a brother, don't greet the brother. Just because somebody told him that brother is not good. For what good reason? For what proof? What does that prove? If you can't love that brother, if you can't pray for that brother so that the brother is not lost, oh God, help us. The rich young ruler did all that, yet when he came to Bema, Christ said it clearly. Mm. You have done all, but this is mm. because you realize if you followed Jesus, he was going to be a brother to Lazarus. Mm. Are you seeing it now? Amen. If he followed the Lord, he was going to be a brother. And he would never have people on his gates begging mm. anymore. Because they will be in the same level. Yeah. Christ was, taking, was, was making sure that the brother is in good terms with the brother. Mm. 
but the brother was disappointed. He was happy to look down on other brethren. He was happy to look down and think of himself higher than other brethren. The scripture says, if you want to be the chief among the brethren, what did he say? Serve the brethren. The way up is still down, brothers. If we want to be, if we want to be exalted, we need humility, a true humility, not this false humility in a message of people saying, God bless you every time, when they know it does not come from the heart. He says, God bless you, and he turns around and backbites you. Speak bad about you. He knows he's not happy with you. He has got problems with you that he cannot even tell you. If your brother does something wrong, you are afraid to tell the brother what you are doing is not right. I have children here. I know they fight when, when another one does not do something right, they tell each other. That, that's what that's what that's that's what brothers and sisters do. They won't let you do something wrong and not tell you. And they won't be happy that you are doing it. They will be telling you to, to, to correct you. They know after they tell you they didn't lose brotherhood. They know it. But in a message here, when you confront a brother, you lose a brother. But brothers, come to me. Let's see if you will lose me. You want to lose me before you confront me. And how many, how many have you lost without confronting? And you having churches today. You try to, to actually multiply and increase and have more church. You are actually oh, putting you in more trouble. That you have been pitching it. You have been saying it. Talking about love. Talking about brotherhood. And yet your heart did not match with your confession. It did not match. It's a bold experience. A people speaking with their mouth. But their heart was turned against God. Was against God. Their confession said something. Their heart said something also. And they thought that God was not aware of it. What do you do with what the Lord has given you? He has given you time. He has given you a service. And he has presented a beamer before you. Do you know what the slothful servant said to God? And then you don't know that's what you are saying. If you cannot use your gift well. If you cannot use. You see when I'm saying a gift. I'm talking about the message that you are given. If you're not using well. If the message says go fix it with your brother. And you don't. That gift, you have put it under the, the ground and said, God, you will come and deal with this. I, am, I, 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 I have had enough. I'm sick and tired with this brother. God, deal with the brother. That's what you've done. The sloth to seven says, I know you. Here is your, is your gift. I have put it under the, the ground. I know you, that you want to actually end where you did not work. I know you. That man insulted God. Amen. That man undermined God. And I want you to realize he did not undermine God then when he was answering. It was the actions that he did through the judgment that has been put in the church all along. Because as we begin to eat, as we begin to drink this cup, we remember the Lord's death till he comes. See are you seeing it now? Yeah. The man undermined.
the integrity and the work of the cross. That's why God spoke to Moses. When he tells Moses, the first time you will hit the rock. Because he says that rod of Moses was a judgment of God. Mm. That is the rod that brought judgment to Egypt. Mm. That was the rod that presented the Ibima before the people of God. Mm. So God speaks to Moses and says, hit the rock. Because the rock represented Christ. So you shall, you shall do what you shall, you shall crucify him once. Mm. Are you seeing that now? Mm. So but Moses, the second time God speak to the rock. Moses hit the rock twice. What, what, what Moses is doing, what is he doing? Speak to the rock. You understand that the first time Jesus came had to be judged mm. in order to carry upon himself our judgment so that you and I have passed through death into life, has passed through judgment already. Mm. But the second time he had to come to account, what is this? Logos. The word account there, we have, we have studied on Sunday, it is Logos. It means a speech. We have to account, bring a speech to speak to the rock. You have to speak to Christ what you have done. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. You see, the, the coming of Christ the first time was judgment mm. for the believers. Amen. But the second coming was the believers to account mm. for the judgment that, that, that Christ has done for them and what they have done as the believers. Amen. What, what you have done with what God has given you. If you, have, you are able to keep his word, if you are able to leave his word, if that, led, that word was life to you, remember what he said, my word are spirit and life. He says, ye are clean through the words that I have spoken to you. What is the weight of Christ to you? And what did he do to you? So the second time he needed to speak. Because it was time to account. So the second time he represented the second coming. Are you seeing it now? The first time when he hit the rock, it was the first coming. So you can't crucify the Lord second time. That's why Moses failed to make it. Mm. Why? Because at that time, hallelujah. Mm. Are you seeing that? At the time when he's supposed to bring in an account, he brought the, the crucifixion. Mm. Do you understand? Many in, in the church will meet the crucifixion when they need to account. Amen. When the church needs to move. They will have a need for the crucifixion. That's why you see the foolish visions. They were in need. Are you seeing now? No. They were in need of the first coming. In the second coming. That's why they had to go through the tribulation. Brother, do everything. Don't have a problem with your brother. If you have an issue with your fix it, that's the body of Jesus Christ. I may be a bad thing to you, but you can't do no nothing. I mean, I mean, Do you understand how terrible was it to be with Matthew as, a, as part of the brotherhood? <laughs> Do you understand what, what was it to the brothers? Yeah. I don't think they believed he will, he will receive the Holy Ghost too, but he did. Mm. That's how terrible it was to have, to have Matthew with you. He was in. But Matthew was in. He was in. Glory to God. Amen. That 
That's why when Matthew speaks, he speaks about people who were deemed unworthy. But God, with his grace, chose them. And when God has picked you, there is nobody that can take you out of his hand. He said, those whom you have given me, they are here in my hand and there is no one that can unplug them. Glory to God. That's why what you do to them, you do to Christ. Do you understand that? What you do to your brother, you do to Jesus. Glory to God. When Paul was on his way to Damascus, Jesus came to claim the believers and say, I am Jesus whom thou persecuteth. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise God. Amen. There may have been brothers in Damascus that meant nothing to some people there. But to Christ, they meant so much. Amen. They meant so much to Christ. They, they were actually the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you don't know about it, Know from today, you go fix it, brother. You go fix it, sister. Ensure that you are good, in good terms with everyone. If they hate you, let them hate you. But at least make sure that you have fixed it. You can ask forgiveness, not for yourself, but rather do it for them. Just ask forgiveness. Not because you did something wrong. Even if they are wrong, but ask forgiveness anyhow. Tell them to forgive you. Tell them to forgive you. That's what Jesus said. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Amen. Forgive them for they know not what they do. These people thought that Jesus is crazy. But they did not know what they were doing. They were were not even aware when the scriptures were taking place. But today in the last day, be aware that others will actually be persecuting us. Thinking that they do service to God. Oh God, help us. Brother, please, make it right with your brother. Descend the body. The Lord said, lastly, when you come, there was a beamer that was said when they were giving offering. And I want to show you the two ones, the two beamers. They were said when they were doing offering. Who was that? Amen. Let's not take Safarius before. Uh, they, they, they came, the other one was coming to, to, to give an offering with uh, a penny, and the other one had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then the one with a penny gave much. Not because the penny was more than the other money. Mm-hmm. Because he was right with the brothers. Mm-hmm. But the one with much money, with, with, with much money, was not right with brethren. That's why the scripture says, when you come to offer, ensure that you are good with brothers. It's not about quitting smoking. I'm not saying people should smoke, but it's about being right with the brother. That's what it means. It makes us one body. You understand what I'm talking about? We are members of one body. Are you getting it now? Ananias and Sapphira, they got an opportunity to, to come give. But they had to give right with brethren. They agreed together what they will give, right? But when they were supposed to give, they reserved some. Who did they, who did they, who did they falter? Their body. 
For they agreed with the brothers. The Holy Spirit couldn't take it. When this person lied in front of him. And the Holy Spirit spoke for the brothers. For the brethren. And the brother died right there. And his wife, because they are one in this thing. Did the same. He was buried that same night. Are we getting what I'm talking about? Think about the beamer. Of the people who came to just to pray. And to confess on the altar. Another one came to God and said, I'm a sinner. I need the Lord. But another brother said, I'm not like this one. You see, because this brother was supposed to judge himself. But he chose to judge his brother. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing it now? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? When the truth is presented to you. There is a judgment seat. There is a pulpit seat. Of judgment in every church. That is set before you. So that you have an opportunity to judge yourself. So that you are not judged. Ensure that you judge yourself today. And I tell you, you shall not be judged. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we will talk in the subject in the future. And take all the dispensations. I remember that brother ate two, only three dispensations, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll take all dispensations so that we can bring... This judgment seat and show you by the dispensation and church ages how in each and every age God did it. And what do you know what God said when it comes to ages? He said, I know thy works. Mm-hmm. The beamer was set mm-hmm. in the church age. Mm-hmm. And in this age, it is said also, and remember what he says. Mm-hmm. You are neither <coughs> cold mm-hmm. nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. He tells you where you can be at least. So that you can take a better judgment. Mm-hmm. Are you getting that? Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you, church. God bless you, saints, wherever you are. Make it a moment today. A beamer moment. Just where you are now. And just, 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 just bow your head and ask God, please. I see myself through this. Help me to make right from this moment. God bless you and God bless your family. And keep you safe. And multiply peace upon you, grace and mercy, in this particular time of the third wave, where people of God are protected by the Holy Spirit. And that particular delta, whatever they call it, will not touch everyone under the Holy Spirit. I say it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is prophesied and it is truth. And I believe you would receive it wherever you are because it is your protection and your safety. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.